If a country decides to move from poverty to ever-increasing prosperity, the next question is, what kind of economic system best brings about regular increases in gross domestic product? In very simple terms, the question can also be phrased in terms of human motivation and ability. What kind of economic system best motivates and enables people to create more goods and services of value? We need to emphasize that the right kind of economic system does not by itself bring a nation out of poverty. The causes of both poverty and prosperity are complex, and single-cause explanations are always deficient. Therefore, leaders of poor nations need to consider all of the factors explained in chapters 3 to 9. Some of these factors, such as property rights and the rule of law, are more influential than others, but every one of them has some effect, for good or ill, on a nation's economy. And this includes government actions, laws, and cultural beliefs and values of the nation. David S. Lands, in the conclusion of his study of the causes of wealth and poverty in nations, writes, Economic analysis cherishes the illusion that one good reason should be enough, but the determinants of complex processes are invariably plural and interrelated. Monocausal explanations will not work. This means that the solution to poverty can never be merely a free market, private property ownership, the rule of law, government accountability, the absence of bribery and corruption, a good work ethic, or superior education. These factors and many others provide some economic benefit to a nation, but a nation that genuinely desires to escape from poverty will seek to implement as many as possible of the steps we recommend in the following chapters. Still, the right kind of economic system is crucial. Without the right economic system, no nation can find a lasting solution to poverty. An inappropriate economic system only exacerbates the problems of corruption, oppression, poor education, poor public services, and lack of opportunity. Without incentives, no one wants to work, and without work, all is lost. We are going to argue, in the next chapter, that a free market economic system is the best for bringing nations out of poverty. In that chapter, we define a free market system as one in which economic production and consumption are determined by the free choices of individuals rather than by government, and this process is grounded in private ownership of the means of production. But someone might object. What about other economic systems? Aren't there other options that should be considered? In response to that question, in this chapter, we review eight other economic systems that have been tried at various points in human history, some of which persist even today. A. Hunting and gathering. B. Subsistence farming. C. Slavery. D. Tribal ownership. E. Feudalism. F. Mercantilism. G. Socialism and communism. H. The welfare state and equality. Unfortunately, none of these systems has ever opened the door to really significant economic growth or permanent poverty reduction. A. Hunting and gathering. In many primitive societies, women did the gathering, preparing, and cooking while men did the hunting. The women focused on the fruits and vegetables and the men on the protein. It was an early form of specialization and trade that kept human beings going for thousands of years, but there was no significant economic development. Those primitive attempts at specialization could never produce increasing standards of living because of the time involved in hunting and in extracting and processing food from plants and trees. There was little progressive innovation. Centuries passed with most hunters and gatherers enduring at mere subsistence levels. Because so much time and energy were devoted to securing food 
women would not maintain a sufficient surplus to keep themselves fertile for more than a few prime years. Famines of food and epidemics of disease made hunting and gathering a very precarious way to live. An economy based on hunting and gathering could never bring a country from poverty to prosperity. B. Subsistence Farming Subsistence farming is an economic system in which each family grows enough food to feed itself. For much of the world's history, subsistence farming was the most common means of food production. It was also practiced in the early years of the settling of the American Midwest and West, and the sparsely populated parts of Canada and Australia. It persists today in large sections of rural Africa, Asia, and Latin America. While subsistence farmers generally did not starve, they usually remained poor. A subsistence farmer prepared the soil with a rock or stick.